Friday on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. It is draft day. Who should the Ducks take with their number three pick? Join us on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? Thank God it's Friday and it is draft day where anything could happen. Hi, I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Yeah, we'll talk about the draft right now with Kyle Demetrius from Locked On Sharks. He's a big draft person. So just to peel back the curtain, I did have another guest that was supposed to come on yesterday. However, uh, timing and internet stuff. So the reason for the lack of tweets was my internet was out for most of the night. In fact, if you were in last night's green room, you may have heard that there was a lot of cutting in and out and then it was starting to go out. Ironically, maybe five minutes after I finished the green room, internet went completely out. So I had no internet last night. So yeah, we have a good guest for today. We're going to go over all the options for the Anaheim Ducks. Of course, they still could make a trade in, in the next few hours. We still don't know. There's already trades happening this morning. So, yeah, again, anything can happen. But assuming they keep their number three pick, there are some great options out there. And Kyle's going to come on momentarily. Uh, Also, just a reminder, we will have a bonus show over the weekend to talk about the fallout from the draft. We will have a special guest on Monday, the full-length interview with Andy Sutton from Verboro Hockey, former Anaheim Duck. He talked a little bit about Corey Perry. So, yeah, we'll have that interview on Monday. Also, the schedule is coming out this morning, or has just come out this morning, for the American Hockey League. So, I'll definitely talk about the goals schedule next week at some point. I'll talk about the Ducks schedule. So, basically, all the SoCal teams... Ducks, Kings, Rain, Goals, but mostly San Diego and Anaheim. I'm going to talk about those schedules at length next week. So we have a lot to get to over the course of the next couple of weeks. Uh, Because it is a Friday, I also want to remind you that this show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room. Download the app on the iOS store or on the Google Play Store. Once again, that is the Spotify Green Room. Even though I had one last night, I'm still going to do some green rooms throughout the course of this offseason. I'll likely have one maybe over the weekend. Maybe I'll do just a quick hit about the drafts and what's going on there. So I'll do a quick hit green room over the weekend. And I'll keep doing the green rooms for the next couple weeks just for the sake of still doing them. Oh, okay. We have Kyle coming on the program in a few seconds. He's going to come on. We are going to talk about the NHL draft, specifically that number three pick. As of right now, I might still assume that the Ducks are going to keep that pick because it is not a guarantee that they're going to trade it away. So he's about to come in right now. And I'm joined by Kyle Demetrius from Locked on Sharks. And we're going to talk about... Today's NHL draft, which is going to take place in a few hours. Kyle, how's it going this morning? Good. It's early. Yeah. It's, it's... Also, I wish I was an insider, so I had my like my phone was blowing up, but I'm not. I need to cultivate some sources. I have one, but it's a it's a second layer source where it's like removed from the actual source, so it's hard to get info because that person doesn't like necessarily talk to them all the time. I need more sources. I want to be I want to be an info merchant. So you want to be like Pierre LeBrun, right? Hell yeah, that'd be sweet. (laughs) So we do have 
I mean, the impending rumors that are swirling around that the Ducks could trade the number three pick. There's still the Jack Eichel rumors that are swirling around. But let's assume that the Ducks keep their number three pick. Let's assume that for a second. There are plenty of rumors as to who the Ducks could take. They're looking at Eklund, Genther. I mean, there's really no concrete what where they're going to go. So I'll ask you first, what direction do you think the Ducks should go with that number three pick if they were to keep it? Not William Eklund? <laughs> uh, no. It depends. I'm pretty sure the word on the street now is that the Ducks are going forward, right? Yeah. They draft a lot of Swedes and Europeans, right? So I think Eklund would make a lot of sense based on their history. Mm-hmm. But I think Dylan Genther, they love Dylan Genther as well. He's been mocked there a lot by a lot of different people. And correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like Dylan Genther is maybe on the top of their board. Yes, I, I would say he's best available at the top of their board. So I would assume that if they're going to take a pick, it'd be Dylan Genther. If he's yeah, available. and I don't know how they feel about Matt. I don't know how they feel about Matt Veneers, but I think there's a world where power goes one and then the Kraken take Edvinson because we just saw the expansion draft and boy, howdy, does Ron Francis like big ass dudes? Yeah. Um, so Edvinson's large. They could take Edvinson. Plus, it seems like they're they're just playing for the future. They're not really trying to trying to add somebody this season or next season. So if, if it goes power Edvinson, that leaves the ducks with veneers uh, option. I don't know. Would they take veneers? I, I don't know. Or do they like Dylan Genther more? They would take veneers. Absolutely. Because he is a more dynamic player. I think he's, I don't, I don't know. He seems like a more special player and you want to take the best available player typically, right? Yeah. Like drafting for fit. It's a little bit of a red herring just because if you draft for fit and then in four years from now you, or in two years from now you fire your coach, uh, fire your GM or anything like that happens, or guys don't work out and you make some free agent signings that are a little bit different, then you've drafted for a fit that no longer happens. It's, It's better to draft for the best player than to draft for, we need this very specific archetype. Let's do that. So I think William Eklund's the best player, but I don't know if that's like Bob McKenzie had him T4. So obviously that's not a consensus across his poll and his scouting, which is weirdly accurate uh, when it comes to the draft. <laughs> so I, I I think that if they have veneers, I think they just do it. But I don't know how he fits in with like Zegris and Jones and Steele and Lundestrom and all those guys. Yeah, that's going to be the thing. Let's go over all the possible picks that the Ducks could take. Assuming that Beniers is available, uh, what do you like about Matty Beniers? You're getting high floor. Not not like a first line, but you're getting you're locking up your 2C probably. Uh, he works hard. He does jack of all trades, master of none. So everybody saw him at the World Juniors in that second line, that 2C position and doing really well. He's just, he's the guy, I think, when you want consistent hockey and you want a high, fairly high level, like two, two second line, isn't nothing to sneeze at, right? Like the, right. that's a good hockey player. I think you're getting that you're getting that high floor. There's no, he's going to be an NHL player. He's, if you really wanted to, you could put him in the NHL in September, but he's going to go back to Michigan, be the one C destroy on that super team and then be <laughs> ready to come back. He, so if you, if you want, if you think that you're ready to go in 2022, 2023, Matt Beniers will be on your team if you really want him to. Yeah, what I like is that his puck carrying ability is very elite amongst all the draft prospects. 
and someone that will not turn the puck over at all, something that the Ducks sorely need in that position, which which is a big weakness for them, hopefully not in the future, if he's available. Uh, one other player that I, or two other players I want to look at that you mentioned, William Eklund. That's an interesting name that's out there. What do you like about William Eklund? He's the only forward that probably offers you 80-point first-line upside. Uh, he put up, I think he was 0.5 points per game in the SHL, which is a men's league. It's a good league in Sweden. It's it's not the KHL, but probably is the next one. Um, that That's a real league. William Eklund was a 17, 18-year-old playing against guys in their 30s. That You don't put up 0.5 points per game by accident. And you're not not good. He's he's got all the skill. His his ceiling is really high in a draft year where the, the ceilings are two C second pair defender for almost everyone. Or the ceiling is well, he has to put together X, Y, and Z, and we don't really know if he can do Y. And there's a lot of question marks. He offers very few question marks in a draft where you're looking at everyone with question marks. Like if you look at Kent Johnson, who's probably going to go like seven, eight, nine, ten, can't really skate. Um, has lots of dangles, lots of high upside for offense, but there's a lot more question marks on the back end, skating, decision-making, stuff like that. William Eklund offers none of that. He's the best forward. He's probably the best player in the draft outside of maybe Jesper Wallstead. He's unbelievably good, and he's going to stay in the SHL in season for one more year, and then, you again, you could probably have a guy ready for 22, 23. Um, he's incredibly talented. Uh, the other name that we did mention was Dylan Genther, who in some prospect polls have him ranked as low as seventh. Do you think Dylan Genther should be a third pick, or do you think the Ducks should take him if he's available with that pick? I mean, I think Eklund's the best forward. Uh, <laughs> so so no, if Eklund's there, but I, I just don't <laughs> know how that stacks up to, to real life. Dylan Genther is kind of the forgotten man of this whole thing. Cause we know Matt Beniers and Eklund are, are up there in the, on as the top forwards. Um, then we hear about KJ Ken Johnson. Who's all got this all world skill. Mason McTavish has gone nutso on the draft rankings after the U 18s. He really rocketed up boards. And especially because he's a center that, that really helps Dylan Ginther plays wing. He scored at two points per game this past WHL season, which he only played 20, 24 games, I think. Yeah. Uh, or something like that. Not not the biggest sample size, especially because I'm pretty sure he was in a, a pretty weak division. But if you look at last year, I think he had 54 points in 59 games, something like that, something very close to a point a game as a 16, 17-year-old. It was a point a game almost, yes. Yeah, almost 20 games. So, and and that, I was a year younger, D-1. So that's good D-1 production in a real WHL season. So do I think he's a two-point-per-game player? No, but if they would have played out the, real, the full season, he probably would have settled in north of one and a half, probably like 1.6, 1.7. I don't think you can discount how valuable it is to have a guy who's just going to score for you all the time. Uh, he's He brings a lot to the table. I think the thing that's knocking him is that he's not a play driver necessarily. He's going to mm-hmm. be the guy. He's going to be the trigger man on your wing. He's going to be the guy that you get him the puck, he's shooting. He's he's trying to score. He's on your power play in the in the Ovechkin spot. Well, he's the other hand. So on, on the half wall, ripping shots, taking one-timers. I was going to so say if you're the, looking. Yeah, go ahead. 
No, I was saying if you're looking for a guy to score and, and you believe that he is this elite talented goal scorer, then he's your guy. And I think I think he's forgotten in that. I think I think people really knocked him down. And and I know on our show, Lockdown Sharks, we looked at him really early on and then kind of forgot about him, kept pushing him down as we got new flashier guys. But I, I think he's is he number three overall? I don't know, but I don't think you're in a draft year that's this bad. I don't think you're making a mistake taking him. I was going to say the other knock on his game is his defense. His defensive ability has been knocked more and more as we've come closer to the draft. So that's the other big knock. He's he's fine. He's fine. He tries. He's in the right spot. <laughs> he's also like he's not gonna, just going to be floating around at the red line being like, oh, no, I have to get back. He's he's fine. Yeah. Um, defense. If if your defense is like completely non-existent or you're not trying, then yeah. But like if you're in the zone and doing stuff, that's like there's system things that that are happening like Fabian Liesel tries to fly the zone mm, because that's yeah. kind of a system thing where they want him to do that. Like Dylan Gethers out here scoring points. It's not, I don't people, people, as we get closer to draft two, I find you try to nitpick more and more and more and more, you know what I mean? To try mm-hmm. to, to figure out the guys, which is fair, but sometimes it gets a little, a little, a little dicey. Like I don't need you to get the protractor out and tell me about their ankle angle on crossovers. Like <laughs> Sometimes you just got to relax. And I think his defense is, his defense is fine. It's cromulent. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, it embiggens the mind. So um, just to wrap up, which player do you think the Ducks will take? Which one do you think they should take with that number three pick? I think they should take William Eklund, but like Zegris Eklund at the top. Oh, boy, that's that's mm-hmm. that's nice. Uh, I don't know who your left wing would be or your right <laughs> wing. Sorry. I honestly don't know who the other wings are. Like, I guess Lundestrom. maybe maybe Lundestrom or Raquel's up there. Who knows? Raquel's getting old, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's getting old. He's been inconsistent. I like Lundestrom. I think Raquel's, right there. Raquel, Raquel, Raquel's probably going to be traded, right? <laughs> if, I, if I had to guess, I I don't know. There's so many rumors going around. I don't know which one to believe. Anyway. Maybe the Silver Surfer. Maybe the Silver Surfer just like sticks around until he's 45 and just plays oh, yeah. the children. Um. Oh yeah, we forgot about him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but Eklund, Eklund makes anything better. I think they should take Eklund. Who do I think they're going to take? Dylan Gunther. Yeah, but we'll see later tonight. Um, where can the folks find you on the socials and find your show? You can find me at Kyle Demetrius, spelled exactly how you think those words are spelled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can find the show at Locked on Sharks on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh yeah, if you want to check us out, we're going to, we have, what do we have today? We have our final draft preview. We did, uh, I think, 18, 18 draft profiles with experts over the past couple months. So if you have a specific top 15, couple guys in the bottom, like we did Ratu, we did Loru, we did Coronado. So those guys, so check it out. We have, we have all the profiles of all the top guys with experts across the, the Twitter, Twitter scouting community. So you're Josh Bell. Tesler, Scout, uh, Dylan Griffin, all those guys. Uh, we also did a couple big boards today. We have our final draft thoughts and props for for a little fun. Uh, and then next week we'll dive into the to the recap, the free agency, and then we're out of here for the summer. Yeah, sounds good. All right, Kyle, thanks a lot, buddy. Really, really appreciate you coming on. Bye. <laughs> there he goes. That was Kyle Demetrius once again. From Locked On Sharks. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission of today's program. But first, let me tell you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. 
which comes in several fantastic flavors, including cookies and cream, cherry barcia, double chocolate, among others. And don't forget to check out their limited time flavors. Lemon almonds cheesecake comes up, cookie dough comes up, and of course the famous churro puff built bar. They are fantastic. They are packed with 130 calories. Sorry, they only have 130 calories. They're packed with 17 grams of protein and only have 4 grams of sugar. That is it. So not only do they taste delicious, but they are healthy for you as well. So go over to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% discount on your next order of Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, we are going to head into the intermission and talk a little bit more about the draft and what's coming up over the weekend. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And as you just heard, Cal Demetrius was on the show earlier to talk about that number three selection should the Ducks keep it? Now, there are still rumors swirling that Jack Eichel could be dealt to the Ducks. The rumors are it could be Anaheim. It could be Minnesota. New York is still kind of in it, but it looks like Minnesota and Anaheim are the two big targets as far as Jack Eichel. Either way, I will be on the Locked On NHL Draft live show. You can find that on YouTube. You can find that on Twitch. Or wherever wherever you can find it. It'll be all over the place today. So I will be joined by Mikey DiStefano, who's the host of Locked on Leafs. And also the host of the cross-check, Andrew Berkshire. So once again, Andrew Berkshire and Mike DiStefano, or Mikey as I, I like to call him, they will be on the live NHL draft show that will be on Locked on Live forward slash NHL on Twitch and Facebook. It'll be on YouTube on the Locked On NHL channel. And you can also find it on Twitter at Locked On Network. So those are all the places where you could find today's draft show breakdown. We're going to have a lot of guests there. We're going to have a lot of even people outside of the Locked On Podcast Network. We will have some experts on there all night long. That begins at 4.45 Pacific Time, 7.45 Eastern Time. That is all taking place tonight. I'll be on there whether the Ducks keep their pick or whether they trade that pick. We still have a lot that could happen in the next few hours. So definitely keep your eyes peeled on the Locked On Ducks Twitter and my personal Twitter. Uh, The Flyer stuff is happening. Also, the AHL schedule just came out and... There's a lot to break down on that schedule. That's, there's a lot to break down on both schedules for the Ducks and the Gulls. Uh, before I head off, I just want to kind of end on a lighter note. Did you guys see the video that the Anaheim Ducks put out on their Twitter? It is fantastic. If you haven't looked this up on the Anaheim Ducks Twitter, I uh, quote tweeted it on my uh, show's Twitter. It is amazing. They made jokes for pretty much every team. Once again, thank you, Winnipeg, for Tamu Solani. That's fantastic. The Vegas Golden Knights, yeah, they are a bunch of dorks. That's fantastic. But my favorite thing by far of the whole video, and I cackled during this part, was the leaf blower joke. Yes, there was the king being knocked over 
on the matchup against the Kings. That was fine. But the leaf blower joke, that just had me dying. I loved everything about that video. Where you have other teams, they just put out a generic video. Or some teams put out just graphics. Maybe like a one minute graphic video with some music. The Ducks went a little bit silly. I love that they did not take themselves too seriously. You know what? You all should be proud Ducks fans. Because they got their first W of the season with that schedule reveal video. The Leaf Blower. That's amazing. Oh, by the way, I just want to remind you guys that the Leafs blew a 3-1 lead. I'll remind you again for the second time in 10 seconds. The Toronto Maple Leafs blew a 3-1 lead to the Montreal Canadiens. And who was on that Canadiens team? None other than former Duck Corey Perry. And speaking of Corey Perry, because we're circling back around. Sunday bonus show. Or Saturday bonus show. I don't know when yet. Monday, special guest Andy Sutton. That will be a full interview. The whole interview where he talks about his time with the Anaheim Ducks. And also answers, I I did love this viewer question. Or this listener question, rather. Ha, viewer. This listener question I did love about the pranksters on that Ducks team. And also a little bit about the coaching that season. So yeah, all that on Monday's podcast. So I'm going to end it early. That way you guys can have a shorter morsel of an episode and get ready for the draft tonight. So thank you all so much for listening and thanks for sticking around throughout the off season, especially this month. Thanks to all of you for sticking around through the expansion draft, through the entry draft. We still have free agency in a few days. So there's going to be a lot of news on that front as well. So definitely stay tuned for all of that. Free agency does open up in five days. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. A reminder, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. Make sure to download, rate, subscribe. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. We are technically done for the week, but watch out for a bonus episode over the weekend. So once again, thank you. It is greatly appreciated. If you want to drop me a line, drop a line at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Keep those questions coming. I love hearing from all of you. Once again, thank you all so very much for Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend. Enjoy the NHL Draft Friday and Saturday. Enjoy the draft. Please be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And ducks fly together. Fly together.